You're sitting at your favorite dive bar with a Shiner Bach and a plate of ribs, your eyes glued to the football game playing out on the television overhead. It's the weekend of the Red River Shootout, and UT is just ahead of those OU losers by a touchdown. UT gains possession again, and with a fuck yes, you jump up from your chair and begin singing Texas Fight as loud as you can. Suddenly, you realize that the once-bustling bar is now deserted, though. With a puzzled shrug, you start making your way to the restroom. But quickly, the quiet is shattered as the wall next to you explodes outwardly, knocking you down, and you lock eyes with a rotting face of nightmares. He pulls the chainsaw in his hands to life with a roar, and you struggle to your feet, start booking it to the exit. But there's a wet thud, and you drop. A skinny, rat-faced man stands cackling over you, brandishing a bloody hammer. <laughs> the gang's all here now, he says between laughs, raising the hammer again. And it's goodbye to all the rest. I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. everyone this is podcast of the dead the podcast about all things horror related uh i am zach palmer sitting next to me is isaac Wright. howdy okay and <laughs> joining us from the void <laughs> as always is chrissy beetle all right governor <laughs> hey pip pip <laughs> and what not what what how many times are we gonna make this joke yeah i know i don't care <laughs> yeah forever and ever the, uh, we only have one joke when it comes to british Bruce people <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, forever. Yeah, no, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, horror news. No segue. I'm I was about to say that was a weekend. No, 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 do it again. <laughs> Fuck segues. <laughs> yeah, they suck. I don't understand. Like, fucking gyroscope technology and everything. Do they even make those anymore? Segways? Yeah, did they, did they fall by the wayside? I think so. I think they still make segways. Okay. I don't know why. I'm pretty sure they do. They don't make soaps for anymore, old, though. I know I've talked about... C- for old CEOs to go around their businesses and be like, hey, I'm hip and relevant, kids. I think they were replaced by hoverboards. You remember hoverboards? Yeah, the I ones do. that caught on fire? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Anyway, uh, first things we're going to talk about, uh, horror news related, Tomie! Uh, if you remember when we talked about Junji Ito, Tomie is uh, one of his works, and they're making a an adaption for a new streaming platform called uh, Qubi, Quibi, uh, which is uh, not really like a Netflix or Hulu type thing, but it's actually supposed to be like a f- short form streaming platform where everything is like episodic and it's like 10 minute episodes each. Which I kind of actually, I really like, because I mean, I mean, I grew up, I, I made this com- comparison earlier, but I mean, I grew up with Adult Swim. And all those shows are really short, you know, s- short, sweet, to the point, you know what I mean? They have they have a point, they get in, they get out, and, like, I don't know, other than some of their longer animes, that's all Adult Swim did. So t- the idea to do that with just any kind of storytelling is always, like, kind of interesting to me. Yeah, and I mean, mm. Tomie was a manga, and it's already short form by mm. nature, so I think it could work really oh, well. Oh, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, each, It'll you know, each piece... As fuck. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. E- well, each piece of the manga, yeah, it is split into little episodic stories. So, yeah, it's, it makes a- sense. it's actually kind of perfect for that type of a format. Makes sense. I'm actually pretty now, stoked for it, honestly. You said it's called Queeby? Queeby. Is it? It's not solely horror, though. It's just for short form It's just short form Okay, so it could. It, mm-hmm. There are potentially a lot of other types of genres are going to. Yeah, infiltrate the platform. Uh, and I, I believe this was already announced uh, before, but uh, it's a, it was actually just recently announced that they found a director for this Tomie thing, uh, which, Chrissy, what was their name again? Um, it's Alexandre Aha. Asia? Aha. Asia? Asia? Uh-huh. He did... Something, um, something like that. He did Horns from 2014, which is uh, Stephen King's son's book. What's Stephen King's that? son's name? Joe Stephen Hill. King's son. Okay. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we actually said that and not just Stephen King's son. Yeah, that's not his legal name. <laughs> yeah. Joe Hill. He's actually like Horns is a good book and I quite enjoyed the uh, the uh, the movie. Okay. It has a regular Zach lookalike in it, Daniel Radcliffe. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Being just this not got... like absolute fucking nut job. Uh, He's brilliant. I, apparently, I'm a lot taller than Daniel Radcliffe, though. Apparently, Daniel Radcliffe's really short. And you can't fart across the ocean, either. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not a, <laughs> I'm not a Swiss Army man, no. <laughs> the, the same bloke also directed the remake of Maniac with um, Elijah Wood. I See, I'm always weirded out. I, I haven't seen that, and I'm always weirded out by the idea of Elijah Wood being in any kind of horror thing. He's just supposed to be a cuddly little hobbit. Nope. <laughs> or, or an over the garden wall where he does voice acting, and I love. Or that uh, Wilfred. Did you ever see Wilfred? Was it the one with the dog? Yeah, I saw bits of. Was that one where they had like both an American and a UK version? Mm, I can't remember. Okay. I don't. Th- I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, well, I've seen something of Wilfred, but I don't know if it's the one with Elijah Wood. In it's it. a great but anyway. Show. I, I I like that show a lot. Yeah. It's really mm. strange. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> kind of went off on a tangent there, Blade. As, we, as we are wont to do. Blade, Blade. They yes. uh, is that gonna? I forgot. Is that gonna be a show or a movie or what it's the fuck? A, is it's the next a, movie? It's a movie. Yeah. Is it a it's movie? Be okay. Connected to the Marvelverse, of course. It was um. um it, it's gonna. He gonna be an Avenger, guys. Because no, we're not, no. Because we're, we're not sick of that. Punisher is not going to be an Avenger. Blade can't be an Avenger. They're lone wolves. They operate by themselves. They have their own code of honor. They will not be drawn into your weird team. Jesus Christ, are you, are, are you are you okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, shut up. <laughs> the big the big news about Blade. I think a lot of people had already learned about Blade at this point. But the big news about Blade is that they finally announced who Blade's going to be. And it's going to be Marsh- Marshall Ali. Yeah, and he's uh, awesome. Oh, he's great. Uh, if don't watch House of Cards anymore, but he's my favorite character in House of Cards. He's been in a lot of other things. He's always like the shining actor in them. He's in the new uh, True Detective too, isn't he? Mm. Oh yeah, I, he is. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. season three yet, so that's uh, something else to look for if you want to see more. New True Detective. Awesome he was in he the Green Book, uh, which like I think it got yeah, it got an Academy Award. I was about for, to say no, yeah, that Academy got Award for best film. Or something like or that. Or screenplay. I can't remember. Which. Either best screenplay yeah. or best film. I can't remember. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I, I love him, and he will make an awesome blade. I do contend, though, he needs to he needs to get his karate resume out there. We need to make sure that he knows the requisite amount of karate 
to be blamed. To and be yeah. Does it come out with tax evasion? <laughs> yeah, he has some big old Wesley Snipes sized boots to fill. So. Hashtag oh. not my blade if he's not done the time for fucking tax evasion. Oh my god. Oh Christ. We love you, Wesley Snipes. Uh, <laughs> we also love you, Marshall Ali. But like I said, you need you need to start falsifying some returns if you want to get, get on. Got to get on that level. Yeah. Got to get on that level. Anyway, <laughs> last thing we're going to talk about is, of course, the Godzilla Criterion Collection, which they uh, just announced um, is going to be. First of all, it's going to be just Showa era films, uh, which is eight films, I believe. No, fifteen. Uh, there's is fifteen Showa 15? era movies being released on that collection. Fifteen. 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 Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's only eight discs. Is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, but these Eight are hot discs. Yeah. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these <laughs> movies have not had a Blu-ray release or at least are just kind of hard to find in general. Like I know versus Hedorah slash versus the smog monster is kind of a hard one to find. And that's uh, the first one I've seen. That always surprises me. Really? Yeah. That's the very first Godzilla movie I ever saw. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever about the Criterion Collection, some people like it, some people hate it. Some people think that it's they're really picky about what movies actually go in and they're snub they're like snubbing some directors or whatever but i don't really give a shit about that uh apparently it's a big deal that this is going to be the 1000th spine for the criterion collection Ooh. which a whole bunch of people were kind of uh trying to figure out what the 1000th spine for criterion collection would be and hey it's fucking godzilla so fuck you <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the fandom around it. That's all. The Criterion Collection. Yeah, yeah. that's a weird thing to have a fandom around. They have like the same way that like people are super like you can get more for like a black label PlayStation game than you can for like one of those greatest hits versions. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like why why do you care? It's the same media. Because people it's the same media. <laughs> people who like film, uh, fucking insufferable. Okay. <laughs> we yeah. haven't alienated anyone, I'm no, sure. No. <laughs> well, specifically, there's a... Okay, there's a different subset that we're talking about here. We're talking about... You know the guy. Yeah. You know the yeah, guy. I know. The film buff. Basically the comic book nerd from Simpsons, but about films. Yes, which is also the comic book nerd, because yeah. he doesn't like just comic books. No, it's only comic books. Oh, yeah? He's never he's never delved into any other type of media at all. They should have just called him the nerd nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an alien race. Nerd nerd. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's, um, I don't know. It's... As a huge Godzilla fan, obviously I'm excited and have already pre-ordered it. Oh, have you really? Yeah. Because you, you don't actually have to pay for it until... <laughs> you, don't, you don't actually have to pay for it until it ships, which is in, really? which is in October, I think. So, yeah. Jeez, okay. Yeah. Fuck you. Well, that's I, all right. I haven't pre-ordered... That's all right. I was tempted Here's... to buy those Godzilla shoes, which were 269 no, no, the... quid, so... Whoa! Yeah, slow yeah. down there. <laughs> so here's the one caveat of the Godzilla collection. It's $180. That's not that... Yeah. In terms of... It's 15 films, yeah. so... Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's too not, bad. Bad. It's not too bad. It's, and they're all blue It's less so. expensive than those shoes, which light up and roar. <laughs> and I buy a regular It's still choice. cheaper... It is still cheaper than, like, any X-plus Godzilla figure, so... Yeah. And I will say about... Pre-ordering a film, especially films that you've seen before, you know that you're going to get your money's right. worth. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, last thing I pre-ordered was Batman Arkham Knight. 
fucking oh, hate yeah. that game and yeah. i fucking hated it and i lament the fact that i even spent you know money up front to have the opportunity to get that what a huge disappointment so like for a film was. for like a release of a film that you really want that's amazing like that's fine pre-ordering is fine for a game that hasn't been finished yet that you don't know if it's good or not don't do it and i think no one should ever again we all know that zach will spend every every uh wake waked moment just (laughs) waked yeah because that's where i'm awake and naked exactly (laughs) zach will just be joking up for godzilla it'll be fine you'll just see him there just going yep okay you did say what i what i heard okay yeah. I love Godzilla, <laughs> is the point. Anyway, um, that's it for news. Uh, now we're about to talk about another sequel. A, a great, this a great, movie. A great sequel. It's brilliant. Oh. And thank Ye- you, Jonathan, for suggesting it. Oh, yes, thank you. That Yeah, this is why we're doing it, actually, because yeah. it's a fan <laughs> suggestion. Also, ye, and I cannot stress this enough, ha. Oh. <laughs> Hey, hey, Zach here. Just a quick reminder to follow us on social media. Uh, that would be at PC of the Dead on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Podcast of the Dead is our Facebook page. And then if you want to email us about either movie suggestions or just to talk, then you can reach us at podcastofthedead at gmail.com. If you want to contribute to the show in a monetary way and want to help us make better content in the future, then you can also go to our Patreon and contribute there. Uh, the easiest tier is just First Blood, which is a dollar a month. And that is patreon.com slash PC of the Dead. This week we're talking about another sequel. Uh, so the first sequel we ever talked about was Nightmare on Elm Street 2, mm-hmm. which was great. And very gay. Mm-hmm. And this time, uh, per a fan request, as we said in the news, uh, we're doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, the sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the first thing that's immediately uh, noticeable about the second chainsaw is that it's very different. It's really different. It's very different. Yeah. This uh, says, like, Evil Dead versus Evil Dead 2. It really. No, it's is. even more extreme than that, you in my so? opinion. In my opinion, it's even more extreme wow. than that because even the first Evil Dead had like some like tongue and cheek moments. You know what I mean? Like comparatively, I guess maybe. Apparently, there are tongue and cheek moments in Texas Chainsaw, but yeah, I was about to say, no, it's pretty bleak. <laughs> it's pretty bleak. That's what Toby Hooper said. He was like, yeah, there were funny joke moments. None of you saw them. I wasn't going to do it, yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> funny joke? Uh, you did it! I did it, I you did it. You said you weren't going to do it, it was, It's an error from anyway. Game Room saying, I'm sorry, you I can't. I had copyrighted, <laughs> uh, copyrighted Joke Yoda, which is already copyrighted. Anyway, uh, <laughs> before we get into the differences, let's first talk about the plot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, how do I describe the plot? Let's say... Uh, there's it's a, a radio, sequel. There's yep. a radio station. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a woman named Stretch and a, a guy who is her producer. The woman is the the DJ and she has a producer named LG. 
Um, and they run a radio show. Like, where is it located? Even I don't know. The area is supposed to be somewhere near in the in the Dallas Mesquite area. It is in DFW. I think she even says at one point yeah. during her call out that it, it's servicing the DFW area. Yeah, but so. the radio station is called K Okla, yeah. which makes me think it's more in Oklahoma for Oklahoma or yeah. Servicing Oklahoma, and you, you do have to understand people who don't live in Texas or even America. DFW is fairly close to Oklahoma. It's yeah, we're we're it's within. Like an hour away. Yeah, I was about to say an hour. Yeah. I mean, it takes what? 20, Not even an hour. Twenty probably. minutes to get to Windstar. That's about it. And Windstar is yeah. right over the border. Yeah, so, so it's it's not even really an hour. Yeah, it's twenty minutes from where we are, but we're like in North DFW. Mm, yeah. Um. But, but yeah. anyway, but it has to be taking place somewhere near Dallas because the the preface of this movie it's is in Burke Burnett. Burke Burnett. <laughs> Burke Burnett, TX. But the premise is that it's around the time of the Red River Shootout, which is the football game against right. the Texas Longhorns and the, uh, God, OU, the Sooners. Sooners, yeah. the Sooners, yeah. And that mm. always takes place at the Cotton Bowl. We're not which sports is, people, by the way. <laughs> but the Cotton Bowl is in the is in the, the state fairgrounds in Dallas. Uh-huh. So it has to be in the Dallas area right. or somewhere on the way to Dallas because right. everyone's converging on that area. Correct. It's near Wichita Falls. I, I'm I'm looking it up. I'm looking up the area. Burke Burnett, where it's supposed to be, is near Wichita Falls. Um, hmm. Wichita Which Falls is farther is, away. Yeah, Wichita Falls is not quite in the right area because Wichita Falls is like what's northwest? It's northwest of yeah, us. Yeah, northwest of DFW. No, no, no. I think it's just kind of west. I don't think it's too much more north of us. Yeah. It, it's just not quite right. Yeah. Look, okay. These people didn't know Texas. Well, they know Texas well enough. Yeah. And, and this whole film was filmed in Texas. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say they don't know Texas. Yeah. But the common viewer of this media probably doesn't. We're getting really caught up on the geography here. Yeah. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about what actually happened. So, so, I want to go over the topo- topographical maps really quick, and I want to talk I'm about the land at, elevations. I'm not, I'm, not good at, I'm not good at these synopsis things. How Can you... Sure. Run it? So, um... So basically, yeah, Stretch is um, a radio station DJ, but the way the film opens is there are two stupid fucking assholes. Yuppies. <laughs> they're yuppies. Because they're driving a Mercedes. I thought they were college students. Yeah, no, they're yuppies. They're, dri- uh, they're driving right. a Mercedes. Okay, well, anyway, they're idiots. One way or the other. I don't care if they're yuppies or not. They're brain-dead fucks. <laughs> anyway, they're driving around just shooting road signs and shit, and they... Is it they cut off the van? I can't remember what it is. They either they cut- play chicken. Oh yeah, they play chicken with this fucking yeah. van, which is gonna truck. piss anybody off. It's a truck. Oh yeah, truck. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it turns out these guys hate that, and they come <laughs> back. And uh, the first scene you see with Leatherface is him dancing with a chainsaw on the roof of a moving car. Oh my god, it takes such balance, such skill, and the force to be oh, able great. to do this. It's, uh... He's he's got a really good sense. Yeah. Of yes. Guys. Oh my god. It's but good. anyway. These two idiots are murdered, gruesomely, and they just so happen to be calling Stretch at the radio station at the time, so the death is actually recorded on audio at the radio station. Right. Cut to mm-hmm. lefty, Mr. Dennis Hopper, making an appearance as a motherfucking badass that also doesn't have any sense of reality or time oh, and no, space. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's investigating these murders, and he said he has a relation to the characters in the first film, Chrissy. Yes. He is Sally and Franklin's uncle. And where does it say that? In, which, oh, I'm sorry. Well, they, which he says, 
when well it says it in like the opening disclaimer oh yeah and it also says it oh sorry hello loki <laughs> cat he moved <laughs> and it he also it sort of he says franklin when he sees the the wheelchair corpse with the flashlight because oh, okay. that's meant to be franklin and he's like franklin and then he just goes even more batshit yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, so he has an established relationship with characters from the first film, and he's been investigating all these murders throughout Texas, and he is now investigating these murders, and since it's the most recent ones, he goes batshit insane. Not yet. He's close. But basically prompts Stretch, who he kind of knows, it seems it seems like they have some sort of relationship. Uh, no, Do they just he meet just sort of... Sure, she goes to his um she goes to his thing because he does the post in the um paper. There's that thing in the paper of like nut job. Oh nut job that's pro. right, yeah, yeah. But anyway. And Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he tells her to play the tape of the murders on the radio station. Which in turn makes everything go to shit. Yep. Because a character named Chop Top comes to the radio station and antagonizes the shit out of her before Leatherface also comes in to antagonize the shit out of her, starting a weird, like, sexual thing between Stretch and Leatherface, which yeah. we'll get into in a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of devolves into madness because Lefty goes out and buys chainsaws. Uh, that's a whole scene. It's a whole scene. Of yeah, him you're saying he hasn't become crazy yet, but that's a pretty early scene, yeah. the, cha- the chainsaw buying scene, and he's yeah. pretty much already fucking lost yeah. it by then. So he, and so he converges on this old amusement park, and she accidentally falls and makes her way into this old amusement park and gets captured again well, she by the fall- family. She follows them, remember? Oh, is it that she follows yeah, them? Yeah, you remember? She follows mm. them back to their lair, which yeah. is this old amusement yeah. park. Yeah, and and then she, while she's trying to follow them in, she like uh, Lefty pulls up, and then she falls into that hole in the ground. Oh, remember? is that what happened? Yeah, remember we watched this on Wednesday and talked through a large portion <laughs> of it. We had a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so my recollection was a little weird. But uh, once they get to the abandoned amusement park at the end, um, then basically they kind of do some homages. To the first movie, they do some similar scenes, which becomes tropes in later Texas Chainsaw films. It all builds to mm. a climax with a rad chainsaw fight that has to have Duel of the Fates played over oh, it yeah. in order to fully oh appreciate God, its, its gloriousness. <laughs> but, but um, but yeah. So I mean, the the climax of the film is at the old amusement park, and um, nothing's really resolved. <laughs> they still around and they're still going to kill more people, but uh, Stretch survives at least. Um, yeah, it's, it, a, it's not the it's, it's it. my synopsis of it doesn't do it justice because if you watch it, there's so many little things, little nuggets, little like homages to Texas, homages to the first film, um, like how much Toby Hooper clearly cared about 
crafting all these characters. And like the lore of it. Yeah. yeah. So you watch it and it has so much more depth than just an explanation of the film can give you. I don't right, know. It's yeah. kinda weird. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of little there's a lot of little touches in it that are that are really mm-hmm. good, I think. Um, and yeah, it builds on the like the story of the Sawyer family so much more yeah. than the first one. And so I did. think the the biggest difference from this one is yeah, it's way more tongue in cheek. Way, oh, way, yeah. way more tongue in cheek. Well, yeah, it's a lot yeah, it's a lot campier mm-hmm. and funnier, but it's it's really enjoyable in a completely different way than the first mm-hmm. one was. You know, the first one is this fucking horror gore fest mm-hmm. and and you, just like this art piece, you know. And definitely the, like we were talking about earlier, they tried to build the first one as it was based on true events when really really wasn't. It was actually what was the serial killer? Leather? I know we've talked about it before, Ed but Gein. yeah, it was Ed Gein. They Roughly tried to they Gein. tried to adapt the Ed Gein story and make it into Leatherface, which isn't how it happened. But they said it was, and that was fine. And people were scared of that until they learned that was bullshit. This one, they don't put on those airs. They kind of give you the same little monologue at the beginning of rolling text and letting you know the events that had happened and stuff. But they're not saying anywhere that this happened. Well, you also <laughs> have, you also have to understand. That this film was released twelve years after the first one, so yeah. they by this point a lot horror had gone through a quite a metamorphosis. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of things that happened from the first film to this film to the horror genre, and that whole you know the whole this is based on a true story shtick wasn't going to work, mm-hmm. you know. So they acknowledged from the beginning they're like, yeah, this is a completely different film. This is <laughs> this is not going to be Texas. This is right. going to be a completely different Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, mm. it's not your father's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You better shut the I fuck mean, up. <laughs> it was it was released the same year as Maximum Overdrive. Whoa! Ooh, some kudos. It's some, a good year. Some credentials <laughs> right there. Same year. Oh, nice. <laughs> Chopping Mall. I have not seen Chopping Mall. I want to. The name <laughs> appeals to me. Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Oh, yeah, where Jason comes back to life. Yes. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a Frankenstein sort of way. fucking Rex. What? Rawhead Rex. Oh, I, I thought know. that was the I actual know. name of the movie was Rawhead fucking Rex. Oh, so I was like, uh-huh. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Rawhead Rex. Class of Newcomb High. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, I know it's also the same year as um, something else that was super important. Oh, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, that type of tongue-in-cheek sort of yeah, horror film coming out. Like. So at it's not, that it's, time. it doesn't exist in a vacuum, this film. Right. It certainly, um, and I don't... Do we? Why was it that it took so long to make a new one? Did we ever figure that out? Was it just reasons? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe uh, I think the theory is that Toby Hooper wanted to get away from the that sort of yeah. Thing. Okay. Toby but, Hooper was doing other stuff, I think, and then he decided, yeah. huh? Maybe if I make a sequel, maybe it will make the muns right. And and I think mm. his thinking also was that I can't just make Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. Mm-hmm. I have to make a different movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. which he did. Which is interesting because I mean yeah. we've already talked about you know how some what was it uh, Nightmare the first one was made and the second one was made super close after or was right. it or was it Friday I can't remember which. No, I, I mean it was both. It both. was both. both oh yeah, of them that's were true. Made really close. Together. Yeah, so yeah. Th- they tried to cash in on that franchise as quickly as possible. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of the biggest horror movies to be released at the point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. one of the mm. biggest ones that, to come out. 
the director said, no, nah, I'm going to wait on that a bit. He didn't try to make Leatherface a household name like they right. did Freddy and Jason. So yeah. it's interesting. He took his time with it and crafted this. And it's it's a really good film. It's a really good uh, attempt at making a second entry into this saga. But it just doesn't happen the way that you thought it would. Yeah. It's very different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, it is really good. I, I, I... I uh, I am pleased. I am pleased I watched it. It has some moments that just had me like, why is yeah. any of this? But that's yeah. why I love it because it's so dumb. Um. But anyway, so the crux of the film still is the family. Like oh, Leatherface yeah. is a member of the family, but the only actor to reprise his role between the first film and the second film was um. I know his last name is Drayton. But what was what's his, his full name? His first name is Drayton. It's his Drayton first name. Sawyer. Oh. Yeah, oh, I thought his name his was Drayton Drayton. Sawyer, because it's the Sawyer family. So it's Drayton Sawyer. Oh, that's Sawyer. the character's name. Yeah. Drayton Sawyer is... Oh, what's is... the actor's name? Jim Seedow. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah, Jim Seedow. Jim Seedow yeah. reprises his role uh, of Drayton in this one, and he's just as crazy. And he's <laughs> of the family, he's always been my favorite. Like, he's great. Other than Grandpa, because Grandpa doesn't actually succeed at anything he tries to do. So he's, he's just he kind of a paperweight. He in this one. <laughs> That's true. He actually, a little bit better. He actually gets some solid hits <laughs> this time. Um, yeah, they, uh, they'd asked uh, Gunner. Gunner Hansen. Gunner, Gunner Hansen to do it. in the first one. Yeah, and uh, apparently they didn't give him enough money. He didn't yeah. have enough money. And to be fair, I can see why... There is a lot more shit he would have had to do in this Oh, one. yeah. Because there's the dancing on the car. There's the sexual assault with a chainsaw that made me really uncomfortable yeah. watching this yeah. one. He had yeah. to saw through a, a whole tub of beer. I mean, come on now. That's that's Mountain Dew. It was like Mountain Dew and like root beer. <laughs> was shit. it? Oh, I thought it was just beer. No. Yeah. I, I don't care as much then. Uh, the less Mountain Dew there is in the world. There's a whole lot of Shiner representation in this, um, <laughs> yeah, which is. we'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so the, the actor that plays Drayton, he's the only one that really reprises his role. But you have a similar character to Nubbins from the first one in this one named Chop Top. He and is he's dumb. interesting. Yeah. I love well, <laughs> well, we'll talk about Chop Top. Uh, yeah. A bit later, we got to talk about. Uh, no, no, no. Let's talk about Drayton real quick because let, let's talk about Drayton real quick because Drayton is is kind of interesting in the sense that he is kind of he's the leader of the group. He is like mm. the he's he's the leader of the whole family. In the first one, it's interesting because you it catches you by surprise because you don't realize that he's a leader until like partway into the movie when she stumbles into that gas station right. and you're like, oh shit, this is the guy, this is the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in this movie, it's established that he's like a public figure. That yeah, that's he, the- he like has this whole secondary life thing where he's like putting on airs for everybody else and then in secret he's a fucking, you know, leader of this cannibal family. What you was know? his role in the community? I can't even remember. He's like, he's like a... He provided meat. He owns a food truck. Oh, that's right. Okay, he yeah, it's a, a food, food truck. truck. I couldn't yeah, remember what it was. Everyone loves his chili. Yeah, everyone loves his chili. And the secret is the meat. He only The secret is the meat, The yes. best meat. The best meat. <laughs> the meat is people. Uh, Soylent Green is people. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's all I wanted to talk about, Drayton, because I think he, it's kind of an interesting sort of... They, they expand on his character a little bit, I think, in that sense, and that, that they, it's established that he's actually like a... He, like, means something to this 
this society, I guess. And but... to, to be fair, he's the only one that could even go outside oh, yeah. to top. make them no. money There's and no bring way. back food and stuff. You know what I mean? He he has, he performs the essential role of keeping them living, like being <laughs> a, a normal looking face. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, he um, just looks which, like an old man. You know. I mean, Chop Top could do it if he weren't picking at his head with a, a fucking coat hanger. Yeah. <laughs> the plate makes him itchy. Yeah. Our queen cool. uh, needs to hurt. You know, we need to help our queen with their skin condition. Uh, okay. Wait, this... Let's. Okay, never mind. No, I don't want to gloss over this entirely. No, gonna, yeah, I don't I'm like gonna... talking about scalp. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not going to get into that. Uh, oh, here, here's what we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about Leatherface X Stretch. Oh, uh, boy. The... Leatherface changes dramatically. Yeah. The, the match made in heaven or hell in this, yeah, in right. this, this uh, instance. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's talk about Leatherface and Stretch separately first a little bit. For Leatherface, like we said, is very different. He actually has, like, more of a character this yeah. time. They actually give him, like, facial emotions. Like, yeah. you couldn't really see his face very much in the original one. I right. feel like... It, and if you could, they didn't focus on it. Let's mm, put it that right. way. I don't know if you saw his eyes and stuff through the mask that they gave him in Texas Chainsaw 1. But they did not dwell on the emotions of Leatherface. In this one, though, that plays a big role in the story. Yeah. Like his, he has like a character now. Yeah, he has like a development. Like he starts out, he's just a raving lunatic, just kind of like everyone else in the family. But upon seeing Stretch, is enamored. Around. Let's say, <laughs> yeah. he is enamored with Stretch immediately again. Performs some weird assault with a chainsaw that I'm not happy with. Like that whole, oh, it's upsetting. That whole scene really got to me a little bit. I was like, "Can we stop this?" But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very upsetting. It, there's also this dynamic between Stretch and him where she's like, "Are you good?" and like, "Why are you mad at me?" It's like this weird, this weird already <laughs> relationship between them. Yeah, Just like the asking, the asking of "Are you mad at me?" was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That 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 was strange. Uh, and Stretch, uh, I mean, Stretch as a character is is pretty interesting. I mean, she's fairly you know a fairly headstrong woman. Uh, I would say kind of ambitious, uh, but she's I don't know. She's a she is definitely a final girl in a lot of aspects. She's I mean, broken she's... by the but once Leatherface and Shop Top confronts her, and once she mm. they they leave, and she has and she tries to follow them and stuff. After that, from that point on, she's kind of broken as a person. You know what I mean? Like her psyche's just kind of been destroyed. The rest Played of the film by hmm? the amazing Caroline Williams. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, Caroline this actress Williams. is great. She's I great. love her so Who much. Blew up in Le you know. Um, have you seen Leprechaun Three? No, but have. we have it oh. on VHS. Oh, we have to <laughs> Is she in that too? Um, yeah, she's oh, in that. Oh, shit, that's and awesome. her character has the best death. Nice. She nice. explodes from but her own, like, uh, implants. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. just due to the way the script goes, just, like I said, after a certain point, she's just broken, and most of her character consists of screaming. And it's after, it's, it's basically from the dinner on, you know what I mean? Like, mm. she just kind of is just screaming because they're just, like, constantly harassing her until the very end when she finally deals the final blow and fucking dances around with the chainsaw at the end. Oh, my God, it's so good. It's so, such a good scene. 
But um, yeah, she's we'll just talk about Leatherface's um beautiful moves. Uh, <laughs> he has a lot of moves. The dancing. He, yeah. has, he has he has some new dances. Uh, he has been studying under the best uh, choreographers and uh, has come back with new dances from the first film. <laughs> but uh, the, the real thing with, the, with with Leatherface in this one is, that, like I said, yes, he becomes enamored with Stretch. But not only that, it's like this is the first time that he's, I guess, interacted with a woman, or at least a woman that he's found attractive or something like that, because you don't see any of this, like his weird attraction or his real fa- his fascination with women in the first film. In this one, he sees her, and not only does he not murder her on sight like everybody else in his life that he's ever come across, ever, but he, you actually see that he has like emotion towards her and stuff like that, right. and then goes on this frustration binge after like he leaves her alive, like, why can't I kill her? You know what I mean? Well, he, is, he is super like killing blue balls. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, <laughs> yes. There's two types of blue balls going on in that scene. Right, yeah. He, he, he can't get his pee-pee out. And not only that, but then you <laughs> get some interesting backstory later on that not only has he never had attraction to a woman before or thought about women before, it's also discouraged by Drayton. Right. Like, yeah. Drayton, when when she's not killed, he's like, you did this for a piece of tail? Wait till Grandpa hears about this. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move up the character. I'm gonna switch the characters around that as we have it on the list here because I feel like we should talk about Chop Top as we're talking about the rest of the family. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, so. uh, we gotta, we gotta I, talk about my my boy. So, so <laughs> That's my boy. So supposedly, just through like evidence in the film in the way that they they have it set up, Chop Top's supposed to be the brother of Nubbins. They uh, look very similar too. Like yeah. I could have sworn it was the same actor until like we looked it up and it yeah, wasn't. Like I, I was very surprised. But they serve very similar roles and they have oh, yeah. a very similar character. Just a fucking insane person to yes. antagonize. Chop yes. Top went yes. to Nam and he's in like I think he's meant to be in Nam like around the same time as the first one or like recovering. Right. Hence like, you right. know his big metal plate in his head. Yeah. Which makes his head itchy, which makes him pick his scalp. Mm. Ugh. That that whole part is is probably oh, it's fucking disgusting. It's probably one of the gro- like even like the the Thanks, ripping Tom off of Sabine. the faces and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even the ripping off of the faces isn't as gross as him sitting there with a coat hanger and eating like little pieces of flesh that he scrapes uh, off his metal plate. God. Thanks, it's, Tom Savini. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Savini once again fucking killed it. In this yeah, movie. right. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking fucking. Yeah, no, oh, just I love Chuck so he's great. Got, he's got a bit of a better character than Nubbins in terms of actually having sort of character development. Yeah, that's true. And you just see him, like, every scene he's in, he's a fucking riot. Because even if he's just in the background, he's doing something weird. Yeah, that's true. He's a a fidgety motherfucker. Yeah, no, he... He (laughs) probably provides... Because, honestly, the chainsaw stuff... Almost in this movie is more like action movie level. You know what I mean? There's so oh, much yeah. action no, with it and great. stuff. Mm. I'd say that Chop Top provides the only real horror element to this mm. movie because, like, the scene with him and Stretch in in the movies, in, not the movie station, the radio station. But that's true. That is that a is very a terrifying that scene. Is a terrifying and then scene. him going at LG with the hammer—that's fucking brutal. Oh yeah. So that's like, true. I think he's the most 
horrific character. A lot of yeah. the chainsaw stuff is... When you see Dennis Hopper waving two chainsaws around and just oh fighting people and shit... Okay, this is no longer a horror film. I'm sorry. <laughs> but when you see this creepy motherfucker scratching his head and like eating little pieces that come off of it and asking, Ooh, I've never had a tour of a radio station before. Show me what it's like. You know, that's mm. fucking terrifying. You know what I mean? So... I would, like again, I'll reiterate, I feel like Chop Top is the primary horror element to this film. <laughs> and thanks, like, obviously, that thanks to this movie, everyone, everyone knew Chop Top. He ended up being in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. Really? The 1991. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. He was in Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. <laughs> Can't wow. wait to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, he was in he was in Army of Darkness. He was. Whoa. Yeah, as the Deadite captain of Evil Ash's army. Oh, okay. I, I'd I, have to rewatch I, it. I, 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 I don't know. I'd have to what, rewatch what's the it. Actor's name? Is. What's the actor's name? Who played Chop Top? What's his name? Uh, Bill 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 Mosley. He, he you know he was also in. Or see, everyone mostly now knows him for Otis from House of Thousand Corpses slash The Devil's Rejects. Oh. Of which he is great, and I actually really like this movie. I have never seen them. I just don't like Rob Zombie. But he <laughs> ended up reprising a role, or not reprising, but he came back to Texas Chainsaw in Texas Chainsaw 3D. Ooh. And he was Drayton. Oh, interesting. Huh. He, he in that he was Drayton. No, nah, that I would be interested in to see, just to see what his take on Drayton is, because yeah. they're very different characters. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure in that one he's only in it for like five minutes because I, if I remember right, Gunnar Hansen's in that as well, and they all die within like a yeah, with Gunnar Hansen and Marilyn Burns and uh, Gunnar Hansen and Bill Mosley die within like five seconds because they get shot to death. Oh, well that sucks. Yeah. What is it? Do they do they at least come at the like? Is there blood like splattered on on the on the viewer's eyes because it's three D? Is 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 it done well? If, <laughs> I don't remember, but wasn't that one of the fucking Michael Bay ones? I bet it was. I, th I think it was. I assume yes. by twenty fifty two, every movie will be a Michael Bay movie, <laughs> and Michael Bay will just be uh, a head in a jar, being he'll a life be, support. No, he'll and be his in brain a pod. Is just <laughs> he'll be in a pod like Mister House, like from <laughs> yes. from Fallout New Vegas. Oh God. In oh every movie, every movie that comes out, Winnie the Pooh, Michael Bay, fucking oh uh, Transformers, Michael Bay, fucking uh, Bay Bar, the Elephant, Michael Bay. Uh, Everything <laughs> explodes within the first five minutes yeah, of the exactly. film. Yeah, exactly. There's no movie left. It's just explosions. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some other characters. Let's talk about Lefty. We've been mentioning Lefty a lot. Let's talk about Lefty, how he's uh, the, we said, uncle does... Uh, are you about to say something? You look like you're about to explode. He's the most complicated and yet the most simple fucking character yeah, in the film. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Lefty is the best. Yeah. He, he has such a good motivation for what he's doing. But it's just done. <laughs> it's done in the most haphazard way. Yeah, what the fuck is your problem? He, he just starts going off the rails with the fucking chainsaw <laughs> store scene. Like where he just lays down some money and he just picks up some chainsaws and then just starts... Fucking wailing on that log outside. And honestly, the 
which the sounds perform- which the- sounds like like <laughs> sounds like something else. Wailing they got on a pseudonym for masturbation. Yeah, or something. <laughs> wailing on wailing on, wailing your on log. the log. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's just having a furious wank fan. Yeah. No, but the, the, the performance of the whole movie goes to the owner or clerk at the chainsaw store, though, because his face just lights up yeah. so much yeah. as he goes through the process of buying, testing, and using the chainsaws. He loves it. He's, he's also pretty scared. He's also like, he's also like, um, he's got like that. Oh god, this is great, but oh god, don't let this guy in public kind of thing. See, no, I mean, I feel like I've interacted with this gentleman specifically throughout my life. And I feel like the look on his face... He seems like a Texas man. He is. (laughs) And I feel like the look on his face every step of the way, he starts off like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I like this. Ooh, I really like this. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's gas in those. You can do what you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a log outside. Yes! That is his progression, and it's amazing to watch, and I love that they cut it on film. I assume that this store is a real store, and that that man really owned it, and he loved this scene. That's what I'm going to assume. probably. <laughs> it's funny to me to think that there is a chainsaw-only store. Oh, yeah. In a geography that's largely plains. <laughs> it's like if it was in like Washington State, maybe, but like where it's all trees yeah. instead of mostly not trees. <laughs> well, it's actually, we were even talking about this time. I don't know how stores like that manage to exist, yeah. but there are a lot of stores like that around. There are, yeah. Like, um, mm. my when my dad had a, like, when we have riding lawnmowers, uh, we have. A pretty large amount of property where I live, and so my dad normally mows lawn with a riding lawnmower just because it's less work and stuff like that because it's a large area. So yeah, he go to, to to service the lawnmower. He goes to like a small specialty lawnmower store in Alvin, which is like thirty minutes away. It's like. You could just do this at Home Depot or whatever, and I get that, you know, big stores like that are killing small businesses, but why did small, specific businesses like that ever exist to begin with? And it baffles me. Yeah, the thing is, it's like, a lot of these smaller, like, very specific businesses are in, like, small towns, typically, so it's like, apparently there's a demand for that particular thing in that small town, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like, Mm. so it's like... That's why there's very specific businesses because it's a small town. Small businesses like that can exist and thrive mm-hmm. because there normally aren't like a larger chains there because yeah. they won't even bother. And especially during this time period, this right. is before consumerism has taken over our right. lives. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but anyway, that was my rant for the day. I'm sure I'll have more. I'll keep <laughs> it posted. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> back to the. Back I love, to Lefty. <laughs> my, I love Dennis Hopper. Oh yeah, Dennis Hopper. Uh, this is rest in peace. Uh, um, this is, you know, I've seen a lot of Dennis Hopper stuff. I'm trying to think. I mean, Dennis Hopper was in, uh, he was in Rebel Without a Cause. Dennis Hopper's in, one of the biggest, like, he was, he was a gigantic actor in his He day. was like, in Giant, another Texas movie. Vel- uh, Blue Velvet, uh, Blue Velvet. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh my god, his best role! <laughs> Easy Rider, uh, yeah. this, Turn um. your arms from side to side. I honestly don't know how Toby Hooper got Dennis Hopper in this. No, <laughs> no it is strange, but I think that. The only thing that I can imagine is that it just seemed fun. And, like, what was Toby Hooper's direction even? Like, just go fucking insane. Like, I think, yeah, no, I think that mm. I think that's 
And I mean, obviously, I can't speak for Dennis Hopper, but it seems like he just thought it would be a fun movie. Because Dennis Hopper never seems to take roles that aren't fun. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Koopa true. seemed fun as hell to do. He seemed like a fun and character. I never heard him Plus say he anything turns bad into about it. At like the end. Bob Hoskins ranted about Super Mario Brothers all the time, and that everything on on state or on set was shit. But it looked like I feel like the Koopa scenes were probably pretty easy because you got this professional ass Dennis Hopper over here doing his best crazy man voice oh my God. and just going back to his trailer at the end of it. You know what I mean? I feel like he had a uh, easy time. Oh my God. So I feel like, yeah, Dennis Hopper seems like he's in this just because he wanted to have fun. And the most of the last third of the movie is him just running around with a chainsaw slicing through support beams Angrily, of the amusement yes. park. Yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> he doesn't really have to emote very much. It's, it's, it's pretty... He just goes around in some boots and a hat and... Scream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just having fun, and that's brilliant. Is it, what is it that he keeps saying, bring it all down? It's just, yeah. It's yeah. Bring it all down. And he has specialty holsters for the oh, chainsaws. Oh, yeah, yes, the chainsaw holsters are great. <laughs> I love them. Because the thing is, you have to think, like, internally, like, there's no way the chainsaw store had those. He had to either had to buy them somewhere those. else or make them he himself. Made <laughs> he made chainsaw holsters, Isaac. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And he kind of abandoned... Like, he's not even acting as a police officer towards the end. He's just kind of on his own vendetta. Is, is he even a police officer? Is that what he is? is he he's a, a ranger. They say he's a Texas ranger, right? Is that what he is? Yeah, he's like a Texas ranger. Yeah. Okay. Military man. And he's gotcha. been investigating all of the strange deaths in the area. That's what they establish up top. Is that he... The, like, so we could assume that he investigated the original murders as well that are that he's related to and stuff like that so yeah he um he's been following the texas chainsaw massacre murders for like years yeah so he's uh, like a special agent dale cooper if he was a lot fucking crazier (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's kind of a he's kind of a dale he's he's a bit of a dale so i I don't know lefty's a good boy um lg is a tragic character though lg is very tragic really quick LG is the best character. LG, well, I like Stretch a lot. Stretch is probably my favorite character in this, even though she does kind of go nuts at the end, um, which I'm not down with. <laughs> but uh, LG puts on no airs and has no qualms with anybody and is the one that gets fucking skinned. And it sucks. Yeah, and he survives through his being skinned. Yeah, and you he have to th- survive being skinned with a fucking like electric knife. Yeah, he got fucking bludgeoned near death with a hammer. Although I do have to take him to task for his weird wriggling while he's being bludgeoned by the hammer. He's just like, eh. what the fuck else are you gonna do? <laughs> getting hit in the fucking head? Of course just, you're gonna just wriggle. fall asleep. Just die. Gonna, yeah. Just die. Oh my god. Uh, resign think- yourself. I wouldn't want that. Do you want that? Are you really berating bludgeoning victims? Yes. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> oh my just god. Just play dead or die. For real. Oh my god. Because there's no way out. At, if you're already, if the hammer has hit the skull once, it's gonna do it again, and you need to just. Just do the wriggle. Yeah, just do the wriggle. <laughs> oh god, we're morbid, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. We 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 run a horror podcast, so we're desensitized to violence. Oh yeah. Wiggles. <laughs> wiggles. The, hey, there's a lot of wiggling like, in this, actually. Do the Mario. Swing oh, your no. arms from side to side. <laughs> Come on, let's go. It's time just... to go do the leather face. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. God, that wiggle dance is great. But yeah, no, but LG, 
It's kind of like a father figure to le- Lefty, it feels... Or not Lefty, um, stretch. to Stretch, it feels like. That's kind of his role throughout. That's what he's, it seems like, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like a mentor, kind of like, don't do this. You want the FCC on us? You want to you be fired? You, do, you, do you not want a job? Yeah. Don't play that video. Or not. don't play that tape. And she's like, I'm going to play that tape. And he's like, cool. Don't do it, darling. Yeah. Why? He's, he's very much a, a voice of reason. And he like, yeah, he's like the foreboding one. He's just like, you, you, bad shit's going to happen. Yeah, he's like, don't do And then this. bad shit happened. Yeah. And basically, she was like, when she's trying to put his face back on, she's <laughs> just like, I'm so sorry, LG. And he's, he just has this look on his face like, I fucking told you so. Yeah, exactly. I fucking like, told you so. <laughs> he, he is the most tragic character. And I think he's... The most human character out of all of them, even Stretch, like like I said, she like kind of like loses touch with her humanity toward the end because just how emotionally scarred she is, like th- from the whole thing. And after she kills him with the chainsaw, she just kind of dances around. So LG's the one that kind of maintains that sense of good and evil, and it's just like this fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't know how else to say it. He just it's don't sad. Call me. <laughs> Don't do it, darling. I'm just like, yeah, okay, okay. The Let only thing I, my wife. <laughs> the only thing I have to take LG to task about is that he spits on his own floor. <laughs> he spits on his own floor. He spits a lot. You're the one that has to clean that up, though. Do it outside on the on the soil. It'll it it becomes part of the circle of life. Uh, don't do it. In the middle of the radio station. Yeah, you have to clean yeah, that you up. You know that. I was, and yeah, and I did make the the point that he's a well salivated man. <laughs> it doesn't look like he's uh, chawing or dipping or anything like that. It's just he has copious amounts of fluid uh, in his mouth at, mm. at any time, digesting various bits of food that might have gotten lodged in his teeth. That's fucking gross. Just, <laughs> just, uh, that's out of all the things we've talked about. That's actually the grossest thing to me. I don't know what it is. I can talk about blood, vomit, <laughs> shit, piss. I, spit. I can't do it. I just can't talk about spit. I can't talk about loogies. Like, I'm not, I'm not about... a big fat loog. Oh, God. I'm actually going to throw up. Y'all are going to hear the first recording of Zach Ooh. throwing up. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so, yeah, LG basically just voice of reason is yeah. really all he is. Um I want to talk about how this movie really is just an ode to Texas. This movie's Texas as fuck. It's just, this is the most <laughs> Texas fucking movie. And trust us, we know what we're talking about. We live in Texas. Uh, like, Isaac's from Texas. I kind of know. No, you don't. Well, you Chris no said idea. before that this is almost like the King of the Hill of horror films. <laughs> yeah. Look. I, I, get, I get Texas... I get Texas pee-pee, therefore um, I, oh, I'm Texas enough. <laughs> that's, that's dumb. That's oh, the dumbest God. thing you've ever said. <laughs> no, I think you I, said most... worse, I'll Stephen. Look, okay. Well, no, he, I think the most authentic Texan here, obviously, is Isaac. Yeah, yeah. I've lived Isaac in Texas is my most... whole life. To the, to the point that, okay, so like I said before, it takes place during the time of the Red River shootout, uh, which is a, a annual game between OU and Texas. And... I love the fact that they're driving the two idiots in the in the beginning of the film that get killed. They're driving around, and one of them is just screaming "Hook 'em horns" all the time, yeah. and you're just like, "Yep, no, Fair, I know people like fairly that. Accurate, I know yes. them." Mm-mm. But <laughs> to, 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 to cement how Texas I even am, even the shooting out of the window is yeah. not really that surprising. <laughs> but to <coughs> excuse me, to cement how Texas I am, 
there's a part where there's a parade going on for the game, and they're playing the Eyes of Texas. Oh yeah, that's as right. I'm sitting there watching the film, you sing I start singing <laughs> the song, and Zach just kind of looks at me, and I'm just like. What, both my parents went to UT. Leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I can't escape it. I know exactly what this is. And it's so, all of it's so real. The 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 way the characters interact, the accents, the fact that they're doing a fucking chili cook-off and that yeah. the meat is a big part yeah. of it because no Texas chili doesn't have meat. That's a gigantic thing. Right. I mean, I and... Mm. Um, to give you an idea, even I think the people who made it even know how Texas it should and is because of where it was made. Right. The three locations that they used to film this film, film this film. I hate that. Whatever. <laughs> to to Shoot make this, movie. this film, yeah, movie. It's Shoot movie. this movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, they filmed parts of it in Austin. They per- filmed parts of it in. God, my dad corrected my pronunciation of this. He's gonna be mad at me. <laughs> It's not Bastrop. I think it's Bastrop. Bastrop? I believe it's Bastrop. He a- I actually said this on a phone to him yesterday. I'm like, I think they filmed part of it in Bastrop. He's like, it's Bastrop. Don't let me catch you here. <laughs> Don't let me hear you saying it. Bastrop. I'm like, okay, Jesus Christ. And the uh, the the amusement park was actually a, a closed Matterhorn mm. amusement was park really? in Prairie Dell. In Prairie Dell, yeah. yeah. So, uh-huh. um, so this is all tech... You, it's you, very Texas. They even have that native Texan bumper sticker on the car, the Mercedes in the very beginning, which is a very common bumper sticker just in yeah. Texas. Oh, yeah. Also, at my job, we have to screen print that logo on the shirts, and I hate Oh, yeah? It. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, this, is, this movie is Texas through and through. I can't think of... Like, the specific things that make it Texas, I mean, like I said, the guy at the Chainsaw House, the, yes, Chainsaw House, um, the, <laughs> the chili cook-off, mm. just everything about it. It's a house for it, chainsaws. I feel like it's almost more Texan than the first one, because, I mean, it is. None, yeah. of the, none of the kids in the first one really seem Texan, you know what I mean? Yeah. I catch California from a lot of their performances. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's yeah. just that's just me off the top of my head. They kind of have the accent, sort of, but a little bit. But, but uh, Carolyn Williams really nails a Texas accent. I feel like it. Fe- mm. She feel it looks like she yes. feels she, like a DJ a, from Texas. She's a native Texan, I think. Yeah, everyone well, in that would this make sense. feels Texan except yeah. Lefty, but he yeah. just seems like Dennis Hopper. He just you like can't Dennis separate Hopper. Dennis Hopper from Dennis Hopper. Really, really, <laughs> Dennis Hopper's a lot like Nicolas Cage. Every role that they play is really just themselves, over the top, oh. and just crazy. Well, yeah. over the top, but also themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Jim Seadow is a uh, Houston. Uh, lad. He's oh, he's from Houston. Oh, nice. He's from Houston. Yeah, okay. he uh, Houston lad. Well, there you go. And then we mentioned it earlier. Another th- big thing about this is the drinking shiner in everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and for those of you don't who don't know who aren't don't live in Texas, you might be a- acquainted with the beer brand. It shiner. depends on where you are because there's definitely like when I played a show in Cincinnati, they had a yeah. huge sign, shiner sign. Yeah, exactly. So it's it, it's a well loved kind of dark beer, I think, all over the U.S. Uh, but it only gets distribution some places, right. primarily in the South. Uh, but I mean, I've seen it in an episode of It's Always Sunny that they were drinking right. Shiner. So, yeah. like I said, I think it ha- I think it's grown in distribution. But yeah, Shiner beer is is a Shiner. It's, it's a brewing company that is based in Shiner, Texas. They're very small, like very small. 
Yeah, there is one building, and they have to, like, some months out of the year, they have to designate which months they do cans versus bottles. <laughs> like, they have to, like, organize all this shit, because they don't, they're not like Miller. They don't have big warehouses and factories all over the place. There's one place that does all their distribution. Yeah. And you can just go there and walk through the factory, yep. and they'll give you beer at the end of it. It's amazing. We have, a, we have a big Shiner sign in our in our front room. Yeah, so Shiner is quit. Oh, we do. Oh, that's great. And it's not like a big like neon sign. It's like one of the the the, the road the, signs. Yeah, the road signs, yeah. like the entering now entering Shiner mm-hmm. population, whatever. I think it's been burned into my skull. I'll look at right after we record this, but I want to say at the time of that signs making, the population of Shiner was three thousand forty nine. Three thousand sixty nine. God, I was close. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I I, I have it burned into my brain. Three thousand sixty nine. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, everywhere you look in this movie, it's like quintessentially Texan. And oh, also, so, I'm going to post a picture of the sign nice. on our Twitter so you don't can keep see. don't keep doing the shock. I am bra, doing as, it. Yes, you see that. <laughs> <laughs> <Shock> and bra. <laughs> Do it with my feet. <laughs> um, but anyway, but I don't know. So yeah, if you are a Texan and you watch this, you'll immediately be like, "I'm just this is this is my weekend." <laughs> Other than the killing and maiming, like I've already done all the things depicted in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but but I guess the last thing we want to talk about is oh, what was that? Was that your laptop yep. again making that I, noise? Uh, okay, great. <laughs> I I note I note the thing that does. That we put one noise. shrill beep in every episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for okay. the listener that finds all of them in the next five, we'll send them an autographed post-it note. It's like I the guess. Blue Star Cats in Fallout New Vegas, and that's the second yeah. reference to that game I've made this episode. Uh, I'm going for three. Uh, how do you play Caravan? I don't, I don't, know, how to, I don't a, know how to play there's Caravan. There's the third one. Like, yeah. Anyway, so uh, one of the big things that we wanted to talk about is, is kind of like the last... So the third act of this movie... We kind of have some debates over uh, whether it, we enjoy it or not. I mm. guess is is really is really part of it. Uh, personally, I enjoy the third act because here's the thing: they re- they redo the dinner scene in the third act uh, from the first film, and I think that was for a couple of reasons. My, the, I think one because it was 12 years after the first film. I think there was a whole generation that hadn't seen that whole thing, so they wanted to redo it for that audience, so to speak. But also, my whole thing is, if they're like a serial killer family, then they have an M.O., and that's their M.O., yeah. is killing people with a hammer. You know, like, so, I mean... And I agree with that. I don't know. And I, I also, that's, that's my whole thought, is, is if it, to anybody who's critical of that last that last third of the film, Isaac, <laughs> uh, that, that's, how I, that's how I see it. I think it was, that's the, why they did it that way. Well, I also agree, to a certain degree, that it was good, because, as Chrissy said, that it actually cemented that into Texas Chainsaw lore, into what yes. comes after that. And it's become a, such an iconic scene to the point, and I've, I've said this a lot while we were talking about it, that even Resident Evil 7, which is about weird hillbilly family that, like, is, a, a like, a, you know, a killing people and infested by demons or whatever. <laughs> Resident Evil 7. But they do the same dinner scene. It's basically a, 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 not exact, but a direct ripoff of this scene from the original and from this movie. So it kind of submitted it into to horror like history and submitted it into the lore of Texas Chainsaw itself. My big criticism is, uh, and like I said, coming from a person who has seen it recently, mm. maybe if I were a new viewer, you know what I mean? I wouldn't feel the same way. 
But, I don't know. It hits that last third of the movie, and I love the first two thirds. But then you get to when they finally take Stretch out and put her at the table, and all she's doing is screaming, and they bring Grandpa out again. <laughs> it just slows to a crawl for me. And I don't know if it's because I feel like I've already seen it, or because they're not throwing anything new at but me, it, or because it, there's no comedy. I don't know what it is, because the dinner scene doesn't have the same comedic elements but, as the rest of the movie. But the, th- but the thing is, is I think it sa- it's get saved by the climax, and, and the climax being like the ending with the chainsaw fight, because like, the ending is completely different than the first one. It has a completely different feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? As much as I love the chainsaw fight, when I say the, the, the last third disappointed me, I include the chainsaw fight. I know it's funny as hell, and it's awesome to watch. He sticks a chainsaw basically up Drayton's ass, and then Drayton yeah, blows him all to fucking bits, because he's like, whoops, <laughs> I don't know what to do, but now my ass is bleeding. Maybe it's because I just lose that element of suspense. I guess. And like I, I said, it becomes more like an action movie. I will admit that the momentum changes when it gets into yeah. the third act, where it's it feels like it was going somewhere, and then like maybe it kind of feels like it shifts gears a little. That's. I think that 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 must be my big problem with it because yeah. I mean, Texas Chainsaw throughout it builds up and builds up and builds up, and finally everyone's dead except the main character, and she finally fucking gets away, and it's like you. The end of the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre is exhaling after holding your breath for a really long time. Right, it's kind of, the, yeah, it, that, the pacing of the first one is better, in yeah. the sense that it's a constant, like, ramp. Yeah, It's ramping up mm. the whole time until the end, and then like the said, ending is just complete chaos. Fucking, the last third of this film, like, you, you're holding your breath, you're wanting to see where it goes, but then just the fighting starts, and the action starts, and you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, and, I guess, and, and yeah. again, that's just me. Don't let me discourage anyone from watching it because it's amazing. It's like it's funny as hell. The action's hilarious. Like, yeah, I guess I shouldn't say it's hilarious, but it is. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think to a point, it's supposed to be kind of comical. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah, it's amazing to watch. But if it's a horror movie ending that you're looking for, it's not. Quite it doesn't that. deliver. I, it's not quite so that. I kind of was never looking for a horror movie ending because. I could sort of tell with the tone of the fact that it was, like, in sort of the same vein as, like, Return of the Living Dead, etc. It was um, just that kind of comedy. I, I was expecting the comedy ending. Really? Let's let's say, before we try and kind of wrap up our thoughts about it, let's talk about our favorite moments real quick. Well, what do we? What's some of our favorite moments in this? Wow. <laughs> the dinner scene, just because of how dumb fucking bullshit it is. It's like, <laughs> it's so over the top. Like, everything that's going on in that dinner scene, especially when, like, Lefty's, like, singing. Is he's fucking oh, yeah. ears down, he's just singing. I love <laughs> it. He's just mental. And, like, Grandpa falling backwards. Oh, Grandpa fucking does his shit the same way as he does in the first one. He's fucking useless. I hate Grandpa. Mm. He's fucking... mm, (laughs) I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) My... My personal favorite moment is um, where Stretch meets Chop Top for the first time in mm. the in the radio station. Yours and I is pretty much the same then, because basically my favorite part of this film consists of that segment. Not just one scene, but from when Chop Top comes into the radio station 
to when everybody leaves the radio station. Right. <laughs> that is the most solid horror movie part of the film. Yeah. After that, because it's all like a big convergence of everything. Mm, yeah. And after that, it has its ups and downs, and it's not really a horror movie so much as it is kind of just like a crazy. Fuck fest art film, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what to call yeah. it after that because yeah. you have the relationship with Stretch and Leatherface, you have Lefty's continued insanity, and then you have the dinner scene in the last third. But yeah. that whole segment in the radio station is when you get the most solid horror movie content. True. And it's amazing. Like yeah. that part, if they had been able to stretch that on for the whole thing, it would have been a great horror film. This exists as a great film. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. call this a horror film throughout. <laughs> yeah, it's not a horror film throughout, yeah. but it's definitely. I, it is great. Yeah, no, I'm like great. again, yeah. I'm not discouraging anyone from watching it, but just right. go in with the expectation <laughs> that you're not going to get the same feel that you did from the first one. Yeah, so mm. to kind of wrap it up, yeah, it, it, it there we have some debates on the last third of the film. Mm. Uh, I mean, there are, there are good and bad things about the last third of the film, but I think in general it's a really great film. I I personally really like how she does the chainsaw dance at the end. Yes, no, it's, it is really good. I mean, it's it's a good arc for her, and it leaves you wondering: Is she like gonna join the family now? Is she gonna a, be able to reacclimate to society? Ways, What's going in on? In a lot of ways, I feel like the ending is sort of similar to Army of Darkness. Mm. Or oh yeah, I guess Army Army yeah. of Darkness, or maybe even like the ending of Evil Dead too. Like it's got that sort of feel. To it, like they, they, they're kind of comparable films. Yeah, they, like. they, they, she's transcended like her, her qualms, I guess, like her qualms yeah. about what's right and wrong, and now she's just like, fuck it, yeah, come at me, right? You know what I mean? You know, she's like, she's ready for anything now, and that leaves you wondering whether or not she's gonna stay sane or a good person, or whether or not she's gonna go crazy. Because Ash does it a certain way, where like he definitely goes crazy at the end of Evil Dead Two, but then is sucked in. To Army of Darkness and becomes he kind of gets that shifts him back to like his his kind of like default. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like, yeah. oh fuck, shit's Lovable gone also. weird. But without being sucked into an alternate mission, what would Stretch do? Does she become part of the family? Well, the like, family does no. she, technically. Does she start murdering? Dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. So does she become the family? No. Does she I don't start think a so. new one? No. No, I don't think so. I think she's just kind of gone through a really harrowing experience, and it'll probably change her psychologically. But I don't think it'll. You don't think she'll become a murderer? Nah. Okay. No. 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 Like I said, it's just that's one thing that you could look at and not know. Because now that she's gone through that, I mean, how do murderers form? You know, probably going through weird traumatic events. Well, so, that's one part of it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's possible that that could happen. It's also possible that she just after that. Goes right back to doing what she was doing. Yeah. Yeah. She has to suppress, but suppress, to, suppress. But to say, but to say that going through a traumatic experience will make you into a murderer. Oh yeah, no, no, not, that's not what I was yeah, trying to say. It's not, I mean, that's kind of a generalizing, but yeah, a lot of murders start as a result of traumatic experience. As, as, out of specific as, yeah. traumatic yeah. events, yeah. yes. But yes, but not all people that have traumatic experiences <laughs> become murderers. That's, that's not what I was saying, Yeah, I, know, I just didn't want it to be construed as that. That's, okay. all, that's why I was clarifying. Right. Yes, okay. I didn't want it I'm, to be I'm glad that you as did as that, because yeah. yeah, that's not what I wanted yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good movie. Y'all should watch it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still definitely like the first one more, but this movie's great, and watching it's amazing. And I enjoy them the same, but differently. Let me say that. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoy them at the same level, but in different ways. It's just... it. You'll understand why it's good if you watch it. Let's yes. put it that way. It's hard to put into words. Yeah, some, this is a hard, this is a hard one to talk about. that we enjoy about, about it, yes. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, I think that's all we have for this week. Yeah. They're the same, but different. Tune in next week when we take a big shit on Zach's bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the new Patreon tier. Yeah. <laughs> you get to choose what they eat before they shit on my bed. <laughs> I'm sorry. You thought of a new Patreon tier. You're a huge <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. I've contributed. It's $1,000. <laughs> $1,000 a month, and you get to choose what they... And I get to lay in it. Um, I get to actually take a sleep in it. Curry. Oh, let's see. oh God! Oh, no. <laughs> it's like a shotgun. Oh, I, can Im- I can exactly imagine one of, like... One of like Jeremy's fucking post Buffalo Wild Wings shit. <laughs> Buffalo uh, Wild Wings. Oh, uh, no, no, oh, no. Any, anything spicy, really. <laughs> anything, any post spicy. Or anything shit. that has buffalo in the name. God, everybody is tuned out now. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I've tuned out. <laughs> um, but yeah. Understandable. Have a great day. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry I started us on this tangent. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Enjoy, my lads. Bye.